All right, welcome to the show. This is episode nine. Uh, we were just commenting on how crazy that is. Um, I thought it was eight. I'm just I'm behind in my sleep, so I don't know. Anyways, we are on episode nine. I'm here with the ladies, KB, Kayla, Lena, and I'm Eli. What's up? Hey. So this Hello. episode, um, we have a, another interview um, with the legendary Linnea Quigley, and she is amazing. Um, that was a very, yes. very fun talk we had. What a, what a sweet, like, what a sweet and, like, invigorating soul she was. She was just so yeah. much fun to talk to, and girlfriends got it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like we've known her for a while. Right? <laughs> I know. As soon as we got, <clears throat> as soon as we got started talking to her, it was like, oh, I just feel like she's part of the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. perfect. <laughs> and I wish that we had recorded the very first part when we started talking to her, because that was some great, it was some great shit. So mm-hmm. I feel like maybe we should start recording as soon as we pick up the phone next time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've I, learned I, my I lesson now. I will definitely do that. Yeah, <laughs> she was she was fantastic. We were so happy to have her, and I have a feeling we'll we'll cross paths again uh, in the future. She she seems pretty keen on coming to Nashville. Yeah, I think we need to do something. We need to come up with a project for her to. We need to give her a reason to come to Nashville. Right? <laughs> sure. Right? Yeah. It's not just to hang out. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Just hanging out with us, chilling. It was kind of funny too that all the females doubted my knowledge of the Dalton, Georgia um, uh, carpet industry. Um, <laughs> I yeah, learned let's something. Not, let's you not guys. give it. Yeah, let's not give it away. Um, right. She learned. You're going to learn some great facts. <laughs> I mean, I think she was just stunned. I think she. Yeah, she. I, I was mean, stunned. It was just like that, and I knew it instantly. Yeah. That's how she knew we were legit. Thank you, Eli. I know that carpet is <laughs> We know, like, we know some hand. facts. <laughs> hmm So, anyways, so yeah, so we're going to talk about some new stuff, and I think we found a little bit more in the new category than what I think we were thinking about, so uh, KB's going to start us off on that. What's up, nerds? Um... There's still not a lot going on, you know. We're kind of in our dead season, but we do have some great news. Very some some very interesting things going on. Um, my first topic of conversation is James Gunn um, is returning to horror. If you're not familiar with who James Gunn is, um, you're dead. So, um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, he is the one that drove the ship. And again, if you don't know who Guardians of the Galaxy is. Just, just go away. Just go away. I'm offended. I am appalled because that was, in my opinion, the best comic book movie ever made. But this is not a comic book uh, podcast, so we won't discuss it. However, if you didn't know, he did write and direct Slither, which was a disgusting movie, and it was oh, fantastic. So, so much I did fun. Like it. Mm-hmm. And he also wrote the Belko Experiment, which I did not see, but I want to see, and I've heard good things about. Um, but he is teaming up with another writer director, and I believe they are due to start filming next year. No word on what the movie is going to be about, but it should be very exciting. The next one that I've got, and this one's going to be interesting because I feel like that there's kind of like a battle on 
people's opinions on this. We all know that Disney finally, <laughs> um, finally acquired some shit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and when I say some shit, Serious I shit. mean it's <laughs> everything. In my opinion, this is, and I think in a lot of people's opinions, this is something that is so major. Um, they've required 21st Century Fox, and if you don't know what that includes, that includes fucking everything. It includes X-Men, but for us, it includes Alien and Predator. Now, yeah. some people think that that's a bad thing. I, however, think that that's an astronomically fantastic thing. What do you guys think? I, I love that the I Xenomorph agree. queen is now a Disney princess. There's a picture floating around online of um, a Xenomorph holding up a face hugger egg like Simba. Oh. It killed me. It <laughs> killed me. Amazing. Now, the, the um, Predator <coughs> movie, the standalone Predator movie is still coming out. It's already been filmed, but it is going to come out underneath Disney. So we're going to see a Disney logo at the beginning of a Predator movie. Wow. Okay. I love it. August I hope 3rd they, I hope of they do the, I hope they do the Magic Kingdom castle with like the right. little twinkly lights above it and then Absolutely. the Predator <laughs> titles. So, yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what do you guys think this means? Because we've seen Disney take over Marvel. We've seen Disney take over Star Wars. And obviously it's worked out very, very well for them. But what do you guys think is going to happen now that they've got Alien and Predator? Predator, are they going to do Alien versus Predator again? Are they going to change the Alien movies that we're getting and that we've gotten? I don't think that they're going to make them PG-13. I think everybody needs to stop living in fear because they're not going to do it to Deadpool. No, they're. It's going to be fine. Right. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. I, think, I don't. I, feel like, I don't yeah. understand everybody still being. <clears throat> scared of disney when it's clearly worked out so well yeah sure. they, they, i think they, like, they said today that deadpool's definitely staying r and yeah. um the new mutants movie they're coming out next year i think it's still supposed <clears> to come <throat> out next year it's still gonna be r so i think it's you know i think it, if they can find a way to incorporate you know like the x-men into like the avengers and stuff like that i think they yeah. will but i think they also like money so you know, Logan made a ton of money. Deadpool made a ton of money. Um, so they're kind of mm-hmm. carving out this whole R-rated niche that's not what other comic book For properties sure. are doing. So I think it's, you know, I could either see them keeping it separate or giving all the fanboys what they want and combining everything. Um, I think one thing that could be cool is that, um, you know, we were almost very, very close to getting a... Uh, um, Alien Part 5, which was going to be by Neil uh, Blomkamp, who did District 9, and, yeah. um, you know, saw the art, artwork for it and, and all that. <clears throat> Sigourney Weaver was coming back, and he looked incredible, and then it just, the wheels fell off, and Ridley Scott got back on board. So, um, yeah. but I think there's the best chance for something like that happening is now at Disney, where they would rather... You know, well, like they did with Star Wars. You know, George Lucas didn't really have anything to do with these new um, Thank episodes, God. <laughs> and, and they've been so far incredible. All the better for it, right? Um, right. And I, I just, I, I really think that we've seen some positive things happen with Disney acquiring these things, and and honestly, 
it means bigger budgets. It means yep. more creative, more creative um, approaches because of the budgets. So yeah. I think that I think that we could see some really good stuff, and I think that they'll stay true to it. I don't think that they've they've gone astray from anything so far. Right. Well, they've right. they've really reinvented their brand in the last fifteen years because I mean, a lot of people don't know or you know forget is in the eighties and nineties Disney struggled. Um, you know, they really kind of, um, hit their, you know, when like Little Mermaid kind of started the resurgence and then they had Beauty and the Beast and then Aladdin and then Lion King. I mean, they were, you know, printing money at that point, but then the late nineties, they kind of skid again, but then in two thousands, they bought, uh, the Muppets. So they have Mm -hmm. all of the Jim Henson stuff. Then they bought Lucas, which was you know, Indiana Jones and Star Wars. And then they also bought Marvel. So they have all that stuff. So, I mean, like all the stuff under the umbrella is just, it's unbelievable. Like what they've done in the last, you know, since 2000 and, um, you know, just adding, and even, you know, there are like, for example, they did get the, the remaining, uh, movie rights to the Marvel stuff like X-Men and Fantastic Four, but they do have Predator. They do have Alien. They have Avatar, which sucks, but it, it made a billion trillion dollars. <laughs> they have The Simpsons now. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they have that's kind of people are skimming the surface of. You know, they're not even thinking about. Um, but, but yeah, I think the Predator movie is in good hands. It's uh, Shane Black did, is, is directing that he was in the original. He also wrote Monster Squad with uh, Fred Decker. That's good enough for me. Um so he directed Iron Man three, which is I, I I might like that one better than the original. Um, so um, I'm sorry, that's embarrassing <laughs> because <laughs> Iron Man it. three was a tragedy, and I really need you to rethink what you just said to me. Yeah, that was, was um... the worst Iron Man movie of all of them. No. I only sat through. Oh, we can't talk about this right Mm-mm. now. We can't talk about this if right you, now. If you, <laughs> you can just tell me on any level so. that three no was kidding. worse than two, then we're not we're it's not awful. friends anymore. Two, it's two awful. was you said the original. <laughs> you said the original. Well, you said it was better than the I original. But you I said it was the worst out of this. all of them. <laughs> I can't take this. Yeah, I can't. We There's... can't. T- okay, let's move on. Because me and Eli are going to have a two-hour argument. We'll dedicate a whole episode to that another time. <laughs> so I'm not going to talk fun. about horror at all. It's just going we'll to be a full we'll hour a timer and just of me and Eli arguing about <laughs> art. Okay. Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. It was a, th- a million times better than two, which was probably one of the worst Marvel sequels that they ever did. I guess the big thing that I really appreciate is like the, um, like the scene with the airplane explodes and they all fall out of the sky. Like that's all practical. Like that was real. Like they were all skydivers and stuff. But um, but the Mandarin was an actor. That was a slap in the face. Yeah, I mean they did it. it they did it on Batman Begins too, though. It was know? just it was disgusting. Anyways, continue. I've got more new things to talk about. Yeah. Well, I think that was <laughs> I think that was it with the Disney thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Ela, <laughs> we will come back to this at a later date. Um, my next, uh, my next order of business is in a, a pretty, pretty big announcement. In my opinion, we've been talking uh, for the last nine episodes about the resurgence of horror and Jigsaw, which 
I'm embarrassed to say I still have not seen um, because I just haven't I've been too broke to pay to go to the movies. But I got Movie Pass, so that will hopefully change. Jigsaw hit $100 million. It hit $700 million. So wow. that's a big fucking deal. Wow. Yeah, I don't think I that's even awesome. remember like hearing about how well it did, but that's yeah. pretty impressive. That's awesome. So, and both of those movies are coming out in January. So they are getting them out very quickly. Jigsaw will come out on January 23rd, and it will come out on January 9th. Um, and it is going to have 11 deleted scenes, which all of us are just itching to watch. Um, I saw a list of what they are, but I did not read it because I like surprises. Yes. Yeah, I want to be surprised and shocked. Oh, totally. and, oh, I can't wait. And we have already made the pact to have a viewing party, so maybe we will live tweet it or something. Oh, yeah. Um, but we are going to uh, to have a little, a little movie date when it comes out. And I guess I'll get to just watch Jigsaw on Blu-ray, and I won't have to worry about actually going to the theater. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Did you guys see I'm not it? Mad about that. Did any no. of us see it? No, no, I'm actually not a big Saw person after the <sighs> first one, so I kind of fell off the right. wagon. Yeah. Right. So maybe, <laughs> but if it's really people... good, then I might be convinced. It you know? must be because it did a hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that's like crazy. I wonder. I wonder what the uh, the first Saw did. Um, <clears throat> Hold on. You know what? Let's hey. let's use the internet while we can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and let's see. Uh, saw fifty. Oh God, I don't know. Uh, I think like fifty-five million. I don't know. Four. Golly. Yeah, it was that long ago. Can you believe that? <laughs> That's crazy. Oh. It's Wikipedia crazy. says one hundred and three point nine million. In the original, for the first one. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and the the budget for the new one was ten million. So they have done. I'm sorry, according to Wikipedia, ninety seven point seven million. Not so that's still not too shabby. They made. Yeah, they're still you know, making money. <laughs> they almost made ninety million dollars from it. So congratulations to the Jigsaw team. You guys did a great job, I'm sure. Um, the, in my opinion, the most exciting news I have is that Ash versus Evil Dead, both seasons, are now on Netflix and ready to binge, which yes. is what I will be doing I after wait. I finish binging and uh, watching The Hobbit. Oh, I saw Love that you were watching it. Oh, that's, that's my so great. That's my Love new it. holiday. My new holiday. Tradition is that we watch the entire Lord of the Rings. All I think that's movies. awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. So it's so that, much fun. Right. And and we're playing Shadow of War. So it's it's a Lord of the Rings Christmas, but I will be going straight into Ash versus Evil Dead on Netflix as soon as that's over. The other two that I have are very short and sweet. You can find these on YouTube. Um, one is called the Hawkins Family Yule Log, which is a two-hour Yule Log video with a twist at the end. So I have not finished it. I have fast-forwarded forwarded, <laughs> 
um, through, um, I think, like 50 minutes of the actual Yule Log before the movie starts. So as soon as we finish our little recording session, I'm going to I'm gonna actually watch that because it looks really interesting. Um, they had one apparently, they had one apparently last year that was really, um, really popular called Chucky Roasting on an Open Fire. And it was a seven <laughs> hour Yule Log of Chucky in like the oven on fire. That's oh, awesome. <laughs> so funny and that but that was just like a repeat like repeated like looped thing uh, they, but this is actual story do they do like darth vader like that too oh probably i'm sure that they <laughs> turned everything into a yule log yeah <laughs> tis, tis the fucking season yeah. <laughs> right um my last one which was actually probably one of the funnier things that I've watched within the past couple of days is home alone with blood. Someone <laughs> has actually went in oh, and um, digitally inserted what the, and I'm not a big home alone fan. Um, so I don't know the names of the people that break it to the house. I mean, I've seen Marvin the movies, Harry. but I, Yep. It, there you go. There yep. you go. Their names, but it actually, it actually like shows, <laughs> It's basically he he and he you know gives them so much terror, but they don't really get hurt because it's a kids movie. Even though they get hit with like shovels and pecked to death by birds, and, you know, <laughs> step on a nail. Guy. I was right, like, that's right. oh, you would yeah, move. Somehow, <laughs> somehow they're just not injured at all. So. This is basically a five video series of what would what would it look like if they actually got injured. So it's really <laughs> hilarious to watch. They're short wait. clips. Um, and all you have to do is type in Home Alone with Blood and it should pull up everything. <laughs> so that was an interesting That's list brilliant. for this week. I don't know if anybody else has anything to add, but that was all I had for you guys. Um, I was going to mention the Screenbox thing. Um, Screenbox is now available on Amazon, so it's it's like a channel, kind of like you can you can subscribe to um, HBO through Amazon and uh, Stars and Showtime and everything, I guess. And um, so Screenbox is kind of in the wheelhouse of Shutter. Um, it's five bucks a month, and then it's just all horror stuff and. Um, I think they lean more towards like the newer um, releases or newer, you know, from what I just glanced at, it seemed like everything was from like 2005 to now. So they didn't really have as um, deep of a library as Shudder, you know, does. But again, it's another, you know, if you had that and Shudder, that's 10 bucks a month for unlimited, you know, all horror all the time. So not a bad deal. Um, and, um, Tennessee Horror News, um, actually posted that story. So I got that from them. So that's cool. And then, um, we had mentioned, um, next year they're finally releasing, uh, Leatherface, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3 on Blu-ray. And, um, this is, um, kind of like we talked about, um, Halloween 3, you know, it's kind of, uh, gotten a little bit of a cult following now and a lot of people, you know, it's their favorite one or, you know, as to them, it's as important as the first one or whatever. Um, 
so they're finally releasing that on Blu-ray next year. And I think um, that might have been the first one I remember seeing because um, I remember seeing pieces of the first one when I was you know too young to watch. But um, uh, I think that came out in 1990. Um, so sometime after that, I think I saw that. Um, so um, I want to go back and rewatch it because um, it seemed to me because the second one was kind of. Um, you know, I had some uh, comedy in it, whether it was intentional or not. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the third one to me, I just remember it being scary. Um, so I, I'm curious as if I'm still scared by the same thing. So, um, <laughs> and then, yeah, you mentioned Ash vs. Evil Dead. Am I the only one that's seen that? Have you, anybody else watched that? I've just seen not a couple yet. of episodes. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Like, I'll, yeah, I can't I'll wait. Take, I'll take it. this. I would rather have this uh, series than like a half-assed, you know, uh, either like a Army of Darkness two or Evil Dead three or whatever, and it just be half-assed because mm-hmm. this the 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 series is awesome. It's really good. Um, I think Can't the wait. first season's a little bit better than the second, but the second's still really strong. And um, so um, I like that they went to you know, stars instead of say like AMC where they had to cut down on some of the blood and gore or whatever. Sure. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, and then they're still supposed to be coming out with season three in, in February or March, I believe. So sweet. Yeah. We can only hope. Yeah. But here's my question. Are Ash and Mia ever going to cross paths? Um, I think we had talked about that on our, episode with the remakes or reboots or whatever um i I mean i don't think they've actually said whether they will but do you guys think they will whether it's in a you know a show like a tv show series or i think make another movie i think if they do another movie it's it's a no-brainer i don't know if um what was that jane levy i think is her name i don't think she's i don't think she would come back to tv at this point i think she's like kind of starting to become in demand or whatever sure um but i mean i kind of think they left it open um you know the way they ended the well it wasn't you know i thought it was a reboot but it was more of a it was a sequel. It was more of a sequel, yeah. Um, it was a sequel. It was a revisit. They're in the same universe. It is not a reboot. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. Um, you know, we obviously sang his praises, and I still, you know, I'll pop up and see, you know, little list about best remakes or whatever, and it's listed on there. So, I mean, I think it's starting to kind of grow and you know, cult status or whatever, um, since it's been released. But it's so. also, it's also been a while. Yeah. Was so, that 2013? I think so. Yes, yeah, you're so, right. 2013. So next, next year it's five years old. So, I mean, it's, mm. yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Um, so it's kind of one of those where, you know, I think it, I think it did its job. Like it, 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 it brought, you know, attention back to the franchise. And I, you know, I don't know if we would have got the TV show if that movie had came out first. Um, and you know, I don't think the movie was like a, you know, it wasn't like it or something. I don't think it was just huge blockbuster, but I think it did well enough to like the people at stars are, 
you know, considered, oh, okay, I guess we can do a TV show based on it because this movie just did a hundred million bucks or whatever it did. So. We can hope. Yeah. Oh, and we this is, hope. um, this was funny. I'll, I'm going to expose our, some of our dirty laundry. Um, I posted <laughs> in our little app that we have, uh, our chat app that we have for the podcast. Um, um, Lane and I disagreed on um, the Fright Night uh, remake, <laughs> and um, bloody, bloody disgusting. Had a very, very thoughtful, very well thought out article, very articulate. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, just basically echoing what I said about it's a very underrated remake. So I just told Lena she needs to needs to revisit it. I think it, I do. <laughs> I think it's you know again. I went into it. On the, you know, the love of the first one. And um, once it came to home video and I kind of had that out of my system, I was like, holy crap. Like, I missed I missed a bunch of this stuff. So, for what it's worth, just something. To- I haven't seen that one. So, I need out. to. Uh, Maybe we should all watch it together. Yeah. I think yeah, so, too. Just so I can see Lena's, like, sour face. About I know, how I know. <laughs> I'll give it another chance. Right. Yeah. And I'm currently team Lana on this. So, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't like it either. So, okay. uh, we'll see if that changes at all and shift the balance yeah. a little bit. So, we'll find out. I just think it was like the way that they used the foundation of the first one. And it wasn't like exactly, you know, uh, beat for beat the exact same remake. Because that's what I was worried about was it was just going to be just an exact... Cause, I think right around that time, like, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake had came out, and, you know, they copied the exact scenes from it, and it was just like, you know, we, we've we already talked about how much of a nightmare that was. So, I think I, I, I just, like... intended. <laughs> um, but I, I I think they they took enough of the, the, the beginning, uh, or the first story, and updated it to the modern very well, and, and putting it in Las Vegas was, I think, just the amount of... Um, change in scenery they needed, and um, so yeah, I. That, that's a good point because yeah. I've learned presently to not go in expecting it to be an exact remake. Yeah, I think I did with that one. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I'll be honest. I even have. Well, I think I posted it on the website, but I have like they did a Fright Night comic book in the early nineties and I like have that entire run. So I love Friday night. So I was, I was like the biggest critic, but it slowly turned me. I, I do appreciate it. I don't think it's better than the first one, but I think it's, it's a really solid, um, like if it had been called something else, I think it would have been a huge hit. You know what I mean? Um, right. It just was mm-hmm. in the shadow of the original one. So, but anyways, that's neither here nor there. That's just tying back into our, one of our earlier episodes. So, um, oh, cool. So do we have anything else? Or are we just ready to get on with the interview? I believe that that was, uh, that was all. Awesome. That's it. Cool. So um, our guest tonight, you may have seen her in a slew of things. Um, we found out on her um, IMDb page, she has 147 acting credits. Um, some of those are as she says in the in the interview, um, you know, just background stuff. Some of it was one or two lines. Some of it was, like, lead stuff. But, I mean, she's had a very... Well, I, 
uh, what would you call it? A prolific career? I mean, she's done yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, she rich. has, I mean, she's <laughs> remained in the business and that's a lot more than most people can say. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, one of her first kind of breakout movies uh, was a slasher flick called Graduation Night. Um, she was in uh, probably most famously uh, Night of the Living, or Return of the Living Dead, excuse me. Um, and, you know, that that movie has just grown in cult status. And um, Night of the Demons, um, she was in Silent Night, Deadly Night, which is on our Christmas movie list, one of the best horror Christmas-related movies. She has a gnarly death scene. Um, and she even talks to us about her um, horror workout uh, exercise DVD, which is incredible. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we are very excited um, to talk to Miss Lania Quigley, and um, that will be coming up right after this break. All right, so we are very excited and very happy to, um, on our interview today, have the lovely Miss Lania Quigley uh, join us uh, via telephone. Um, thank you for joining us this evening. How are you? I'm doing really good after talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> We've already had a, a lot of fun, uh, fun before we even started this. So, yeah. so yeah. there were there were we some were a party. yeah there yeah. were there were some uh, some what what do you call it secret tracks mm-hmm. that will never get released. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I, I wish that we were recording earlier. That that was some funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well it would kind of uh kind of tie into the you know the b films the b sides so we can, uh, yeah. Yeah. get those back yeah. well i guess you know most interviews start with the you know very generic question you know how, how did you get started um you know was it something did you aspire to get into acting uh, was it an accident? You know, what, what's your, you know, how, for someone that's not, um, you know, well-versed in your career, like how, what would you tell them for like how you got started with this? Oh my, um, I don't think I'm like the usual person that starts this because I didn't think in a hundred million thousand years that I would be acting. I, it was so just not possible because I was in Iowa, and I was really shy. I couldn't make plays or cheerleader or talk in front of the teacher without turning red. So I wasn't a typical, like, drama student or anything like that. I just, like, kind of did it very slowly by um, ending up in L.A. as as a fluke happening, and... Everybody there is an actor or actress, and I kind of, like, took their advices. These girls at the spa I worked at said, oh, we're models, and we do this and that. And I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, that's so cool. And so I just, like, went with this little agency, and they would send me for extra work or stand-in work. So I learned that kind of thing. So it was a weird way of learning the business. It was very slow, but once I 
I got some good ones under my belt. Then it, it went really well and fast. Yeah. But doing it that way, you at least were comfortable with, like, film sets and cameras and lights and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, knowing what directors don't want and they, you know, um, it seemed more civilized back then because nowadays actresses, actors show up late. They don't know their lines. Back then, you got to remember it was on film and you get one take, really, because it's very expensive to use film. Yeah, that's true. Yes. I've always been told make your um don't make yourself expendable. So always always adapt and and always make sure that you know more than just the the acting part of it so they can't get rid of you. <laughs> yes, that's really good, Kayla. That's really good. Um actually, yeah, I learned wardrobe, I learned PA, I learned, the only thing I, w- I couldn't really do was makeup, even though I had to do a scary Richard Lynch's, um, uh, like, eyeliner once, and I was so scared, because I don't know how to do it, and I was going to poke him in the eye or something. <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot harder than people think, that's, that's my, that's my day job, so it's a lot harder than people think. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> I just am really bad. I don't know. And now it's like everything's makeup, having that line of demarcation above your cheekbone where it's light and then contouring. And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah, well, welcome <laughs> to my world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Everybody's a Kardashian now. <laughs> hey, you, you've got everything else covered. I can handle the makeup, so we're, we're a full team. <laughs> Good. That's great. But yeah, it's true. You're you're so right. You need to learn all the different aspects of filming and not feel like an idiot when they say action, you know, or you start acting before they say action or you you know, start out at uh you know, speed or, you know, something awful and you look like an idiot. Uh, what, what kind of movies and TV did you watch growing up, and what, you know, kind of inspired your acting style, would you say? Okay. Well, I watched a lot of um, Alfred Hitchcock mm. and Alfred Hitchcock Presents. I did watch a lot of that, and then they play the Friday movies, like Murder in the Room War with Vincent Price and... Uh, uh, wax Museum, and I just loved all that stuff. And so I watched a lot of horror, and really liked that. I I I liked the comedies, but it wasn't like my big thing. It was like when there was a horror film on, it was like yay! Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. So I'm I'm one of them. I know a lot of the girls don't like uh, being in the horror films, but it's like, how can you not? It's so fun, and you get to you get a lot of them. You get to be silly. You get to be dramatic. You be scared. You get to run. You get to do the bashing in. It's like a whole <laughs> spectrum. 
Yeah, you always look like you're having so much fun in your movies. <laughs> That's one thing that I noticed is like she looks like she's having a blast, and I can yeah. tell by oh, your yeah. personality too. Like, plus she just comes in with a fun attitude, so that's awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I like to. The only time that was kind of hard, even though I acted like, well, uh, Child Living Dead was hard because it was so darn cold, and they had the rain machines, and it was in L.A. at night, and that was it. and I was painted all white during some scenes that I couldn't get off. And so that was a hard one. I, I, I had fun in the parts where it wasn't raining. But even though even though it wasn't, you know, the greatest, you know, weather conditions, I always look at movies now and think, oh, my God, they're so brave. They're doing a rain scene. And, you know, it's like it's so miserable to do it. Well, I guess we can go ahead and parlay that into Return of the Living Dead since we, we – uh, have mentioned it. So tell us, tell us how that came about for you because that's obviously your most famous role. Yes, it is. Now, how it came about was really weird. I had read for Scamzy Stokes, the casting director, for a film called Silent Night, Deadly Night, which was about the Santa Claus killer. And she remembered me and she called me in for Return of the Living Dead. And I read for it, and I found out they had, like, stopped it. Like, they had cast it, and then the girl that they cast got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And so they, yeah, she got pregnant. And during the time they had to wait with, you know, getting the money and stuff, there was no way she could do the part. And so... When they were recasting, they called me in, and I got the part. I was, like, shocked about that. So that's, like, good timing on your part. Oh, my gosh, yeah. You want not to get pregnant, or... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess two two things are good luck, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's good they didn't get pregnant. It's good I was there. But, yeah, it's like, it was, I guess, meant to be or something. But, um... It was just a wonderful experience. I luckily knew a lot about punks and things like that from playing in bands. And so I did know the punk, you know, way of life and, you know, how they think and carry on. So at least I knew that. Well, piggybacking off of that, um, you know, the zombie genre had kind of, I don't know, it's never really gone away, but it really wasn't where it was in the 60s with George Romero and then the 70s with him and some other the directors. Um, this one and a couple other movies really kind of brought zombies back, you know, kind of put them back in the spotlight. Um, yeah. What was your initial reaction to the movie when it was released? I mean, were you a, a fan of it? Did you, you know, judge your performance harshly? Or, you know, what was your thought of it when it came out? Well... This is like the one time I didn't like judge my acting or anything like that because it's like the movie was just so, to me, which I was like so surprised because I'm very critical about stuff. It was so flawless that, and funny and the music was so good that I just, I really fell in love with it right away. Mm-hmm. Whereas other movies I see... I won't name names, but I just go, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Well, what's it what's it been like to see that movie, um, you know, just kind of continue to grow and the cult status and you know they just had the big re-release on Blu-ray not too long ago. Like what what's it like to be in one of those you know kind of famous cult movies that just continues to get bigger year after year? young and relevant and it makes you feel like you did something that actually made people laugh and and get scared maybe and you know maybe there was a time in their life they were upset and they watched it and it cheers them up or whatever it did for the people that like it so much so it's a great feeling and just a weird feeling too at the same time because you're involved in it Right. Well, and you know, not everyone gets a significant role, and you've had several, so you've you've been you know pretty lucky, I guess, in that respect. I have been lucky, very lucky. And it's not. It's a lot of times in Hollywood, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm lucky that it was just. It wasn't like who I knew. I didn't know anybody. But I just got some good parts. Yeah. You know, luckily. Absolutely. Um, one thing that you've mentioned a couple of times that I think is really interesting is um, your passion for music. You mentioned that you were in some bands. You've brought up uh, punk a few times. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your history with music? Maybe what kind of music that you like, maybe still listen to now? Uh, yeah, it's like uh, I had a band, The Skirts. I played with different people when I first started. And it's like I was a totally different person when I moved to LA. I would never have done that in, in Iowa. Mm-hmm. But it was like I, but it was like a metamorphosis. And I started playing guitar and playing with bands. And then when the perfect band, which was Haiti Palmar, the bass player, and then whichever drummer or girl we could get because they spontaneously combust always. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's true. You it's never can keep a drummer. It's horrible. <laughs> They're always coming out and like leaving. But anyway, it was like really exciting to all of a sudden, you know, have a band and record. And one of my uh, songs is in Nightmare Sisters. Oh, nice. And that was really exciting. And they just released my 45, which is called This Chainsaw's Made for Cutting, on a 45, which is Strange Way Disc. And I'm, they only printed a thousand, but I'm really hoping they do the whole album that we recorded. Do you have any, um, are there any plans for a skirts reunion or anything? or? would love that you know the only bad problem is the bass player lives on the other side of the coast oh that's that's inconvenient you know i mean but if there was enough money involved because we did play some venues here uh and it's like money enough to you know i have a ton of animals and she has a ton of animals so we could hire the house sitters and everything then it would be great yeah. 
I think that would be cool for like a like a you know one of the horror conventions you go to just have a you know a, a Saturday night have the you know the return of the skirts or something that'd be a cool idea. Oh, oh it totally. would be great! It would be great. It's so cool. I would love that. All right, we've put the word out. Let's put it into the yeah, universe. The it's gonna out. happen. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yes, and then somebody will think it's their idea. Oh, I thought it was a good idea. But you'll know <laughs> the truth. Yeah. Uh, well, we touched on this earlier about Silent Night, Deadly Night, and since it's getting close to the holidays, we've kind of created a, our top 12 movies to watch during the month of December, and that's definitely one of them. Um, oh my gosh, of course! Of course, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, but how was it, you know, filming that? And there was a little, I know there's a little bit of controversy around it, and I mean, your death scene had to be, it was awesome, so how was it filming that? <laughs> well, it was it was in Utah in the winter, and it was just like this. The director was this guy that did um, mainly those. Oh, what are they called? Grizzly Adams movie. Oh wow! Oh my but, gosh! <laughs> you know, really family orientated. So I think he was shocked at what he had to do. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like he, you know. This one girl didn't want to do one of the topless scenes, and so I heard she got like this little diamond necklace, and I said, oh my God, if I'm really good and do my scene, I'm going to get a necklace. (laughs) And so I did my scene where, you know, I'm making out with my boyfriend, and then of course, you know, I go upstairs. You know, I'm so interested in him. I go upstairs to get my cat out, out of the winter land. And, <laughs> and then Santa Claus comes. Well, I had to take off my top because the antlers wouldn't show if I had my top on. Oh. And you girls know, if you're a girl, you would not put on your pants. You would put on your <laughs> your shirt first. Yeah. yeah. upstairs. <laughs> and so, Yeah. Totally. That's just natural. I mean, that's just natural, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, would, I wouldn't really I think about it any other way. the things you do for death right <laughs> the things you do for for film right <laughs> yes right. I heard there was one actor I, I don't know if it was Dustin Hoffman or um I was getting mixed up Al Pacino but they stayed up all night to be like they were going to be in the scene mm-hmm. and some big time actor told them you know like they stayed up they were exhausted and they changed the scenes on them so he wasn't supposed to be exhausted in this and the other actor just looked at him and say all you've got to do is act 
You don't have to like do this. I guess it's a method thing where you're exhausted and stay up all night because you know film changes. They can film something you weren't even ready for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Which you know, uh, another question I had was about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, busting out of Freddy's oh. chest. How how was that? <laughs> well, it was scary because um, there were three of us and there were two other guys that were kind of um, a little bit overweight, maybe, you'd say, or big boned or something. <laughs> and there were three of us in there, me and the two guys. And we had to stand on what are referred to in the film industry as apple boxes, which are basically just wood wood boxes. And they put a bunch of them together so we could stand, and then we had to, we had these bodysuits on that were painted, and then we had to, um, they put KY jelly all over us, which is freezing. You <laughs> put it all over your body, it is so cold, you won't oh believe gosh. it. But we had to like lean against it with all our might. And so all of a sudden we felt it falling and we're like up on these apple boxes and we're all falling to the ground. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys are gonna crush me. And we fell and like it, the whole Freddy thing, which was about three stories tall, came down and almost hit the camera man who was up there, it took this poor Japanese woman who was, you know, in her 60s or 70s and was doing his head, it like threw her to the ground. Oh, wow. And then we had to do it all again. They finally got it like, uh, you know, held down. They didn't have enough sandbags on it. Oh, that's intense. Yeah, that's wild. I know. <laughs> so it was scary. It was really like, really a weird thing to have happen. And my husband at the time was Steve Johnson, who built it, and he's like, "Don't you ever tell anybody that my stuff went bad." You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Friday thing. I just think it's funny. Oh, hilarious. It's, on, it's on the behind-the-scenes stuff, so I can right. tell it now. Yes, oh, sure. <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, I think that was the first Freddy I remember watching. Um, I, I mean, I think I remember seeing parts of the other ones, but I distinctively remember watching that one, and that scene just terrified me and i thought it was cool because you know in the in the first freddy he's got that um you know he comes through the wall in nancy's bedroom and it's kind of that same effect so it's kind of the callback to that one and in, in, in the fourth one so um but yeah it's it's a it's a very effective um special effect it's even today it's like wow that's <laughs> you don't realize that it's like a three-story you know dummy you think it's like a, you know, no. just a torso uh-huh. of somebody I think I, you know, and not because I did a little thing in it, but I really like the fourth one. Yeah, it's, you know, for all the slack it gets, I mean, it was the highest grossing Freddy, I believe. Well, until like Freddy and Jason. So, I mean, it was a huge hit. And, um, you know, I think, uh, what was it Remy, Remy Harlan? Was that the? Yes, it was, yeah. which was pretty cool. Yeah, and of course he went on to do a, a lot of blockbusters and stuff. So, um, yeah. Now, oh my gosh. After four, it did drop considerably, but I think four was like the last, you know, really quality Freddy they did for a while. I think that the Freddies kept up doing good until 
There was one about a baby or something. Yeah. Freddy's. Freddy's the dream child. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that one I really didn't like. Mm-mm. And after that, it was just kind of to me downhill a little bit. Yeah. So you were you were in the last uh, the last peak of a, another big franchise. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was neat. That was fun. Um, yeah, it was a fun thing to do beyond the set of a Freddy movie. Yeah. And my co-star from Sorority Babes was starring in it. So it was it was really neat to see him there too. Oh, nice. And also Tuesday Night, who I knew, was in it. Oh, nice. As one of the stars. She uh she does music too. She did a they just re-released her. She had a song on that soundtrack, I think. I think she did. Yeah. I could tell you many things, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw the documentary, I'm sure. Never sleep again. Yes. Yeah. So you know, if you see the documentary, you kind of know. <laughs> yes. But it's a great documentary. Oh, it's fantastic. It's one of my favorites. Mm. Who's doing number six? But, yeah, it, it's great when they really tell the truth about what went on the, behind the sets because usually they're all like, oh, we love each other and, you know, oh, we work so good together and, oh, 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 and, you know, that one is like everybody hated different people and it was really interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That does make it more interesting, I guess, too, right? <laughs> Um, when I'm thinking about um, some awesome projects that you've done, one of my favorites is your parody of the workout videos. Um, oh. Your horror workout is amazing. Um, I watched it yesterday and it's like, this is just the most fun. It's just amazing. Um, so what was the inspiration for that project? I know you worked with that on that with uh, Kenneth J. Hall. Um, so how long did that project well, take to work together? Hold on, I'm plugging you so I don't lose you. Okay. Um, the inspiration was Ken Hall, who ended up writing the horror workout and also directing it, came to the set of a movie I was doing called Murder Weapon for David Dakota. And so there was a scene where I was taking this, it wasn't, it was like a, oh God, what are those things called? Like a, not a shovel, but a, okay, maybe you guys can help me. It's like got a, uh, not a hatchet, a... Axe? Oh my God, not an axe. Um, a mallet, mallet. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like going, going, going at the guy's head, you know, up and down. And so they had to keep filming it just so they saw it going up and down in the right way and different angles. And so I went back to the um, the room while they shot another scene and Ken came up to me and said, oh my God, it's really a workout to do horror films. And I said, yeah, it really is. You know, you've got this and that. And sometimes you have to, I've done Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. I was saying, you have to chainsaw people. And he goes, wait a minute. He goes, I think there's a movie type thing in this. <laughs> and so within a week, he got financing and wrote it. And we did it in two days. That's awesome. Wow. <laughs> and we had all these horrible things where filming happened to us. We had uh, one of the girls get lost. 
so we had to put in Cynthia Garris, who's Mick Garris's wife, who was just doing the choreography. And she luckily agreed. And then the other thing was we built, they built, I didn't, a huge graveyard up by my parents up in the hills. But what we didn't know, we just filmed for maybe, oh, maybe less than an hour, 45 minutes or something. And all of a sudden this one zombie was walking down to the porta potties and a fire truck came up and they kind of wondered what he was doing there. And he's like, oh, I'm doing a film. I'm, not, I'm sure it scared him. But they came up there and then at the same time they were telling us that we couldn't film there, and it was like once a month they had a thing there, so it had to be that time. So, Entertainment Tonight and E.T. came up to interview us and do a special on us, and I'm trying to keep the, the guys saying, you have to, you know, leave, going, well, technically it doesn't end here, and well, if we did, the, you know, and while he, I was like stalling the guy, they were, you know, taking shots, you know, getting shots done. And so we finally got done, and then we had to film the rest of it at my parents' house. <laughs> but it worked. Nobody can tell, you know. So, you know, we wanted it the other way, but it ended up a different way. Yeah, they just did a uh, – they just released it on DVD a couple of years ago, too. Yeah. So, so fun. That's right. Yeah, so – one guy that does it his birthday every year and they make a cake and then they put like a image of me from the movies on their cake and then they all come dressed as me and do the workout. Oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing. I know. I told them please send me some video because I would love to see this. Let's see pictures but not video. I know yeah. what I'm doing for my 31st birthday. Right. <laughs> That's a good thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Send me video. Send me video. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to ask for that DVD for Christmas. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, the exercise video is a, a weird, quick way that it just something came up. Yeah. Serendipitous. <laughs> it's awesome. Yes, a very good word. I can't even think of mallet. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I couldn't either. <laughs> yeah. So, I think the, I don't think I'm alone in this, but my f- m- most important thing that I really wanted to talk to you about was, of course, Night of the Demons, which I was only really actually introduced to several years ago uh, by a friend of mine, but wow. I mean, what what a movie, and, and it had the 2009 remake, so can you tell us a little bit about that experience and, you know, why, what pulled you into the remake and, and how that went down? Well, it was funny because my manager had called me about this movie, and he said it's about these teenagers that are stuck in this haunted house, and they want you to come in. And I said, no, I'm not coming in. I, I said, I'm not a teenager. I'm 25 years old. They are going to reject me because, you know, I've gone on auditions, you know, oh, too old. They want somebody really young, you know, to be a teenager. And so 
he kept calling me, no, they really want to see Andy. No, I'm not going to go in because they're not going to pick me. And it went on and on and on. And then finally he said, no, really, they really want to see you. And so I went in and I didn't have to read, which was so nice because I hate reading for part. And they said, oh, you've got it. And I was like, oh, my God. And they were like, I'm so glad I came in. You know? <laughs> and that was interesting because that's a film that it's really hard for me to tell. It was like, I don't know. It was one of those things that I just fell into this character. I don't know why. I think because of the dialogue that I kind of was uh, kind of ditzy and narcissistic and just weird. But it was it was it was one time when you know the writing made me be a certain way. It was very strange. It and was, and it was, it was very enjoyable. That's become, honestly, one of my favorite horror films, like, oh, overall. I, I really, really enjoyed it, and I can't believe I slept on it for so long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because Kevin Tenney is the nicest guy, the guy who directed it, and we still see each other a lot, you know, at conventions and um, they're they're releasing another movie I did with them called uh, Witch House or Witch. It's not Witch Trap. It's Witch. We know it's Witch Trap because this other one is Witch Board. That one's not as good as Night of the Demons by a long shot. But <laughs> I, do get, I do get killed by a possessed showerhead. So oh, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, are there are any, uh, any other, you know, projects you're working on or we should look for in the future or anything you're, you, you do a little bit of producing, I, I saw online as well. Yeah, I just did one that's going to be out pretty soon. I'm going to the premiere in L.A. called Bone Hill Road by Todd Sheets, and it's amazing. I saw it in Kansas. They flew me out to Kansas to see it. And it is really good. It is really good. Then the one before that, I had a tiny part in with the barn, and that's a good film. And I, oh, what was it? There's something coming up. Wait, is, what is it? Oh, I'm directing and producing a documentary called Extras, which is all about extras. Like the ones that just want to do extra work, the ones that take it serious, the ones that did extra work and now are famous. Just their stories are so interesting. That's awesome. And some of them are kind of sad, you know, um, because almost all of them that I asked, I said, well, do you think you're going to make it, have, have said, yes, I am going to make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in a really believable Yes, I'm going to make it. Not like, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's just kind of sad. But, I mean, there's so many talented people, but there's so many circumstances that might not lend them to a part, you know? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, So I'm doing that, and then just conventions and... Uh, I think I'll go back. I did something in Paris 
And I can't remember the name of it. I did two things. And we still have to finish it, so I have to go back to Paris and finish it. Oh, that's nice. Like, oh, I have to go back to I Paris. I know. Right? I love <laughs> Paris. I love it. Yeah. I think of the countries that I've visited so far, I really like Paris. Mm. I have some good friends there, too. Nice. Like, um, do you guys know who, I know you're young, but do you know who um, Richard Stanley is? Uh, I've heard the name a lot. He directed Dust Devils and Hardware, which are, and he was oh, the he director did. of the Island of Dr. Dr. Moreau, Moreau, the yeah. newer ah, one. Yes. And then he punched Val Kilmer in the face and he got fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. Which I'm sure he deserved, but yeah. it's like, I'm going to visit him again over there. He lives in the mountains and it's really pretty. Oh, very cool. Yeah, they did that uh, the documentary about him. He's he's an interesting fella. I've got to see that documentary. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's basically just about the production of that movie and how they finished the movie after he was taken off the film. And mm-hmm. but they interview him in like present day, and I mean, he's just a really interesting guy. Oh yeah, he's a bit like not off, but you know, he's very mystical and yeah. And um, I, li- I like him. I've known him since, uh, this is really bad, but him and I, I've never, ever taken acid before in my life. And on Halloween, we were in Malibu, and he said, here, try this. And I'm like, okay, I wanted to be cool and stuff. And I, like, freaked out, and I got out of there really really fast. I had all my dogs with me and I have no idea how I got home. (laughs) I have no idea. I think I was at the border at some point. I don't know. Oh, it sounds like a a great premise. The first and last time, I tell you, that I ever did acid. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds terrifying. (laughs) It was horrible. I was like, I gotta go. And it was like there was this cliff and I remember my car too far forward I was gonna go down the cliff and then I remembered the border and and then I had to go through these swervy mountains and oh it wasn't fun hey and it was on Halloween so I guess it could have been a lot worse (laughs) exactly it was on Halloween too (laughs) it was like so weird (laughs) with with um you know Richard Stanley, of all people. Right. <laughs> that sounds like a great movie. Yeah. It does. Maybe they'll make one. We'll have Richard do it. Yeah. yeah. Make a movie of that night. Oh, my God. We're cranking out all kinds of ideas tonight. I know. Yeah. Great. It sounds like it. Yeah. So this, uh, this question is always kind of fun to ask. Um if you could reprise one role that you've played, what would it be? And like, you know, what would the setting be? Would it just be a sequel or like its own own thing? Like, is there, do you have like a favorite role or anything? Oh boy, I had a fun time. I loved Return of the Living Dead, but that's done. And I think it would be fun to do uh, Authority Babes and the Fine Ball Bolorama mm, yeah. type of. Mm-hmm. you know reprise that because I had so much fun in that I think I saw you that know? on um, 
USA is up, up all, all night. night. <laughs> yes, probably. Yeah. I had the, I had a really good time doing that. That one, and they did. And, um, you were in uh, Vice Academy too, right? That and Vice Academy yes. too. I remember those yes. movies on the Up All Night too. Oh yeah, those were fun. Those yeah. were really fun. Yeah, it's kind of cool that you've kind of, um, you know, you haven't done strictly, you know, because you're obviously even on like your Wikipedia page it says you're a screen queen, so you've done a lot of horror, but you you have branched out and done some other, you know, um, other genres as well. That's true. Yeah, there was Savage Straits where it was more. Uh, I wouldn't call it horror. I'd call it more drama, maybe mm-hmm. suspense. I don't know. And then with the comedy ones. Yeah. You know, so I was lucky, and I got to meet like cool people, and like one of the cool people was James Best, who was Roscoe on, um, and he was in the Killer Shrews on uh, what was that? Uh, Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Sheriff Roscoe or something like that. Yeah. But he was a cool man because he had done these really big time movies in the, I would say the 60s, mm-hmm. under contract. So it was interesting to talk to him. Yeah, he was in he was in that um, um, is it, is it Hopper is he the Hopper or Hooper with uh, Burt Reynolds the stuntman movie? Oh really? Yeah, he was in that. That was like I think like the last big movie he did before he started doing the Dukes of Hazard. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Yeah. I have the biggest crush on Burt Reynolds too. Yeah, I think everyone did. Yes, yes, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Even now, I look at him on that like bearskin rug, and I'm like, that's that's awesome. Yeah. I, have, I have that on my wall. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, do you watch horror in your downtime? Like, are you a horror fan yourself? Um, yeah, I like I, I like horror and action. And then I would say comedy. In that order, I would say. Nice. Like, if I were to go to anything, I'd go to horror first, then action, and then comedies. So what have you been watching lately? Let's see. Well, even though my fire stick is being really horrible to me, I watched, um, oh, what was it? Uh, this film that I love, and it's not very good, but it just came out not too long ago, Atomic Blonde. I call it The Girl. Ooh. Oh, I haven't movie. seen that yet. It, what? Oh, yeah, I, I like it because it's a total girl power movie. Yeah. I was... I was feeling I needed some girl power, and I went to the theater alone, which I'd never done before. And I walked in, and like nobody was there. And I waited; nobody was there, so I just walked in. I didn't even have to pay. So <laughs> it was a great time. Oh, that sounds awesome. Um, so, let's talk about know, a, it's been fun. Your uh, what? your experience with conventions. Um, you, you know, I'm sure you enjoy doing those, but uh, do you have any fun fan stories or if you've met anyone that you were, you got, you know, super giddy about meeting or any, any kind of yeah. fun story about your convention experiences? Oh, gosh. There's all kinds of them. There's, I haven't had many, many bad ones. Um, I've had people bring me 
cakes and, you know, cakes made with me in them and lips, a lot of lipstick and just really <laughs> kind of cool stuff. And it's really, it's nice of them. But one guy got the idea that I would go to Niagara Falls with him. <laughs> and I just thought, he, he, he kept asking me on, like, Facebook or something about, you know, he's got to plan a vacation and when would I want to go? And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Thank you. Like, <laughs> I met the guy, you know, like, for two hours or something. It's like, I'm not going to go. He'll probably push me down the falls or something. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's crazy. But people think that you're just going to go do something like that. It's like, no. Right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be kind of weird. That'd be scary. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, what and then, the, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to do another question, so I'll let you finish. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, and then there's the fans that have a whole bunch of stuff they're carrying and they put them down their stuff down right on top of your good pictures and it's like it's like what are you gonna do say get your stuff off my picture you're bending them you know it's like all different types and ones that talk and they don't realize there's a line behind them and they just keep talking and talking and talking and you know it's hard to say well listen i'll see you later and then they keep talking (laughs) right (laughs) do you have a do you have a limit for that you draw the line like i'll sign two things or one or like if someone drops a box down with like a thousand things like are you like where do you where do you draw the line oh uh, the more I sign, the more I make, so well, I'm like, I'll do a thousand things, yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> bring all the box full of stuff, yeah. Yeah, bring the boxes on, come on. Um, so what what do you think your secret is to staying relevant in the business and continuing to, you know, get roles and, you know, you're going to Paris for work and... You've got a bunch of stuff coming up next year. Like, what do you, what have you done to kind of, you know, what do you think your secret is to, to staying relevant? Um, oh, boy. I think a lot of the things that I did in the past, for some reason, are, like, skipping a generation and getting on to the people that uh, are making movies now. Mm. I mean, that might be a great answer, but... It's the only answer I can think of. Gotcha. Because even the music and stuff is, I mean, people are going back to records and people are going back to VHS and people are going, you know, they're going back to a time when it wasn't so complicated Mm -hmm. and you actually could make good money and you wouldn't have to spend so much to live. Which isn't like now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, now it's terrible. People trying to live. It's everything is overly priced, and their wages haven't gone up. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it makes sense too. Like we've talked about, you know, how a lot of your movies, you know, kind of continue to grow in stature, and 
now with social media, there's, you know, fan pages on Facebook and YouTube videos and, you know, um, so for a lot of these people that might have missed it when it first came out, I mean, it's all accessible now. And um, I think that's adding to the, the fandom. We needed to talk to you to open the creative hatch. So I know you're going to use the acid one. Um. <laughs> well, that's too good oh to pass off. So. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, that is. I've got to see that documentary on him now. That's yeah. interesting. I, I want to say it was on Hulu, um, and I don't even remember the name of it, but if you just Google, you know, Dr. Moreau documentary it's, oh it's okay i've got hulu so i could try that yeah. actually my roku is working but the fire stick isn't <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of social media um where can we find you if you want to give everybody your handles on twitter and instagram so oh, people can yeah look you that's up? important they can go to um the linnea quigley personal Facebook, official Facebook, I'm sorry. And there it'll take you to my store. It will take you to my Instagram. It'll take you to my official Facebook page. So if you go there, it's pretty, it'll keep you current and where I'm going to be or what podcast or whatever. It's on there. Awesome. Awesome. So there's somewhere people can go. Cool. Well, I think like one, I don't know, like a kind of like a last question, maybe to wrap everything up. Um, do you have any advice for anybody, um, you know, getting in the business, whether they're an actor or a writer or a producer? Like, do you have any, um, you know, with the career you've amassed, do you have any um, wisdom that you'd pass on to anybody? I would say just be yourself meet people and you know don't ever take it for granted you know um because i mean look at i mean greg nicotero who i know who was doing you know good and oscar-winning effects work is now a huge director and part of the walking dead so Mm -hmm. it's you never know where your life is gonna go Right. Well, I think it's like somebody said earlier too, being able to adapt, you know, um, you know, like with, with you, I mean, I think if you had to go out on your own, I mean, you've got so much experience from films, from doing, you know, just the extra stuff into, you know, leading lady stuff and you produce some music. I mean, you would be able to, you have a lot of tools, so you'd be able to kind of do a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah, having the tools is really important, and I think I took acting classes, and I think it's—I think it does help a lot. You know, just for confidence, even. Yeah. Because so many actors now don't even go to school. Mm-hmm. You know, these the, a lot of the young ones that work on the 
kind of teen summer movies and stuff like that, which I've worked on with them. But and it's like, man, the drama anymore with girls and guys are crazy now in movies. <laughs> Nuts. Well, I think um, I think we've kind of covered our bases um, as far as this goes. Um, we want to thank you for um, taking some time out to uh, to talk to us. We the the different time zones gets tricky sometimes, but uh, that's true. That's yeah. true. Well, I hope I see you guys soon. I'll have a chance to get to Nashville, yeah. and I'll see you guys. That would yeah, be fun. Please, be we awesome. would love that. <laughs> yes. And when we uh, when we put the episode up, I don't know we we might do it this Friday. We usually do it like every other Friday, so the schedule's supposed to be next Friday. But when we do, we'll like tag you on Facebook and Twitter, so you'll have the you know can check out the episode and stuff. So. Oh, thank you so much, yeah. and then other people can too, which would be great. Yes. Well, all right. That'd be great. Well, thank you. Okay. Again. Well- Okay, we'll have to work together. Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no acid though. No, 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 never again, never again. That's not me. God. Well, hey, yeah, you. N- none of that. You were fantastic. We we love talking to you. So thank you so much. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Well, thank you, you guys, and have a good night. All right. Here. I can't believe it's already here. Jeez. All right. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we are back. Um, That was incredible. Um, Hopefully, you guys... Um, got a sense of <laughs> how fun she was. How how fantastic and like beautiful and wonderful she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she, she is amazing. Doll. Yeah, um, I, I I had so many friends like since we've done this. Like, oh my god, she was such a babe back in the day. Or even like, oh my god, she's still so hot. Like, well, yeah, yeah I, I was know. about to say she still <laughs> looks great. Oh, she really does. To know like, her amazing. secret. I meant to ask her, but I mean, she's, she's beautiful and she's, but she's a beautiful person. And that was, that was so awesome to find out. Yeah. Mm. Inside Um, and out. Oh, and I I think we, we didn't even talk about, she's like a vegetarian and um, that's a big part of her life. And I think she's really involved with uh, PETA and um, right. So I'm sure being you know, meat free definitely helps you age, you know, very well. So, <laughs> right. Um, right. Yeah, she mentioned all her pets at one point. I didn't get to ask her about it, but she's got lots of uh, pets at home. Oh man, Apparently. that should have been awesome. a conversation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if only I had known. That's how a lot of this stuff goes. Like we get off the, we get off of it, and they're like, "Oh man, why didn't I talk to him about this?" So. <laughs> Tell me about your dogs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she was um, she was just wonderful to talk to. I'm very, yeah. I'm very, priv- I feel very privileged that we got t- to agree hang out with her for a while. Sure, yeah. Yeah, our first two interviews were. Uh, I mean, I don't know what we did to, you know, get that lucky to <laughs> have those two start off our interviewing right? uh, career. Mm-hmm. But we, we whoever did. is next has a lot to live up mm-hmm. to. Yeah, <laughs> sure thing. But yeah, so 
Um, I think we're going to maybe uh, throw out her socials um, where we can where they can find because she's got some stuff coming up in 2018. And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we're going to mention her. And socials. she loves her fans. So please, everyone, mm-hmm. talk to her. She's so much fun. Again, we were so privileged to have her, and we hope we get to either have her on the podcast again, or maybe she'll come down to Nashville and do a con. Um, That's definitely something maybe we could try and cook up. Yeah. Um, And then we will get to see Tell her you heard heard the interview on our show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So on social Mm -hmm. media, you can find her at her first and last name. I'm going to spell it for you just in case. It's Linnea Quigley, L-I-N-N-E-A-Q-U-I-G-L-E-Y. And that is on Instagram and Twitter. On Facebook, she is at official Linnea Quigley. So you can contact her, chat her up, ask her questions, tell her how great she is. Please send her all the love in the world because she sent it to us and we are very appreciative. Yes, yeah, so and she's got stuff on her website for sale. So Yeah, I saw shop. it and it's it's all pretty I mean, it's pretty economical. So I mean if you're looking for something, mm-hmm. you know, last minute. Yeah, Christmas, support you know, her. Yeah, she's got some autograph stuff for sale and um you know that 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 goes a long way because that's directly supporting the artist and um yes you know it's pretty cool to give somebody you know something signed by like a, an actual screen queen someone that's actually kind of a legend in the business so um oh, yeah i for one hopefully can talk her into signing a um copy of not of the demons for me yeah yes and so mom and dad, if, if you're listening, I want the horror workout video, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got to find that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, I think that brings us to our social media, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Kayla, um, take it away. Sure. Um, you can find us at musiccityhorror.com. Uh, we are also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Music City Horror as well. And we're always looking forward to interact with you guys. You guys are awesome. And thanks for all your support and follows. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And yeah. I've had people, um, you know, kind of pick, pick our brain and, and ask um, ways that they can, you know, either help us or whatever. Um, a big thing that would help us at this stage is um if you listen to us on itunes leave us a review um a review and i can't remember if they do rankings on itunes or not but um the reviews help us kind of go up the chart and um the higher up we are on the charts the more opportunities we'll get for you know bigger interviews and whatever um and then also just uh just reposting you know, so I mean, if we post an interview or on on Facebook, just repost it to your friends, or if we post something on Twitter or Instagram, like it, and just you know, anything like that, you'd be surprised um, because, like, when we do, uh, um, when I post something on the Facebook about a new episode's out, like we can see the reach, so we can see how many people it goes to and how many people look at it, and you know, the whole nine. So you'd be surprised at just if, you know if 
if we all had five people that just reposted it, that's 20 people. Well, then they all have their fan, you know, their friends and their circles and that kind of stuff. So, um, so it really doesn't take much to kind of support, you know, the, the show. You know, we, you don't have to give us money or, you know, well, you can give us money, but don't have to. Um, right now, you know, just getting, just spreading the word for us is going to be worth gold at, you know, where we're at. Totally. At our stage in time. So, but, um, Absolutely. but yeah, so that's, that's our two cents. So that's it for this week. Um, the uh, the wonderful interview took up the bulk of the time. So uh, I think we might try to squeeze in one final show before the end of the year. So stay tuned for that. And then hopefully um, come January we can have some cool stuff um, you know, to talk about. Um, we're contemplating bringing on some guest hosts. Um, you know, we've got some people that have um, uh, just various stages, you know, uh, with the show. And we've talked about bringing in some people to, you know, if we have a topic like, you know, best reboots or best whatever, then they'll be able to chime in or whatever. So we've um, thrown out the idea of bringing in some guest hosts. And um, um, also, I think we forgot to mention this the last couple episodes, but uh, we're still on Indie Popcorn. So if you go to IndiePopcorn.fm, you can find our episodes there. and um, They repost all of our stuff on Twitter and all that kind of stuff. So we're still part of that network too. So, But anyways, we will keep everyone posted on the next episode. And if you guys don't have anything else, I guess we're done. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Cool. Yeah, you guys are the best. Thanks for listening. Thank you. <laughs> we will see everyone later. Bye. Bye. Bye.